Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today I've got Luke Hawks back on. I'm sorry, uh, the champ. Uh, you know, I've been knowing Luke Hawks champ. for 25 years. Champ. Uh, champ. You know, I, champ, I've been knowing the champ. Uh, I'm not going to use his government name like his best friend did, or one of his best friends did a few times when he was on. Uh, Luke, you and I have known each other for a very long time, so I'm not going to be like, how you doing, brother? You know, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's jump into it, man. How's the D Man doing? I know uh, D Man. The D Man. How's, how's the D Man doing? I guess. I guess. Uh, D Bag. The D Bag. My boy. I, he's uh, in my head. I haven't heard from him. He's, he's so mad at us because, you know, we, we don't we don't have him up on that pedestal. You know what I mean? We don't tell him, uh, we don't tell him how, how great he is every day. We're rather like, kick him. Give him a little kick in the ass every now and then, and tell him how much you really love him. But he don't like that, so uh, he's 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 MIA, bro. I guess he's uh, watching NXT and AEW and Ring of Honor and 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 every uh, in New Japan and every other TV show he watches, and not leaving his house besides to go to work. I guess I don't, I don't know. Yeah, ex- Harper actually told me yesterday he did talk to him, but it was about something else. I was like, oh, you talked to him, oh, huh? He's like. Yeah, really? yeah. Wow. It sounded like it was brief, and Harper didn't really get into it much. So I just figured it was nothing. And but you know, I, the the story is like I told you. So I texted him like, "Hey, you know, Luke told me I'm sorry, the champ. You know, said something about a Christmas episode. Uh, are you serious? And you know, let me know." And he Heismaned me. What I mean by that, you know, like the Heisman pose, the stiff arm. Like he just yeah, he knows so. Like he 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 just he big league me. I was like, well, damn, I didn't know your name was CM Punk. You know, uh, not that Punk would do that. I'm joking. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, like, he big leagued me like, like he was a star. He never responded until, like, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours later. That's when he responds. And I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, he, and, he, he only responded because I told him, why didn't he respond to you? And so he called. I, I spoke with him that day. Okay. Maybe the next thing. I don't know. And uh, I said, hey, I said, why didn't you respond to Mike? He goes, we, we, is this, what is this? We, we curse on this one or, or no? Do we curse on this one or no? So you I can, can say so whatever the piss perfect. you want. Okay, whatever he goes, want. I don't know who the fuck that was texting me. And I said, let's logically think who the fuck would text you about the podcast. <laughs> you know, the, the, thing, the thing that you beg to be on, that you want to be on, 
but like you don't want to. He, he doesn't give it any love. I don't know. I know he gets mad that the listener, the listeners, fuck with him too, because he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know them, and they all talk a shit on Facebook and this and that, and they say this. Them motherfuckers don't know me, uh, you know. And I'm like, that's the beauty of it. It's funny, like it's the internet, right? Because if you go, I seen a, I give you. And like I'm not I'm not saying this to be a dickhead. I'm saying this to, to give you an example about the internet. Uh, I think it was TMZ or ESPN or somebody tweeted the other day, and they said, "Hey, congratulations to Natalia for the most like matches or most won matches in WWE or some 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 shit like that, right?" Right. And then somebody tweeted right underneath it and said, "The most matches that nobody gives a fuck about, that nobody cares about, right?" So I was like, man, the, inter- the internet is ruthless. Yeah. So it, 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 I, I think he just doesn't, he does, but for, for some, he doesn't understand that. But, but the dude will call, this is, a, this is Darren. He'll, you know, if he reads it, it's true. Like I used to argue with him all the time because he would tell me all this shit about wrestling. And I'd be like, bro, that's not true. That's internet bullshit. He's like, no, 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 no. So just put this out, bro. They 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 know what they're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm going, okay, bro. It, it's just, you know how it is. Like when you're in the business, you know, everybody else knows more about the business that you're in than you know. So yep. uh, and and he's such a fan, and I love him. And he he's he's a knowledgeable guy. I love Darren. He's a knowledgeable guy, but he's not in the business. He's been around the business a little bit but not really a lot, right? He's been in as a fan and as a spectator. He's never really been in it behind the scenes, really. So he only knows, he only knows what, 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 you know, what is put out there and you can't tell him any different. And that's a little difficult because, you know, like sometimes you try to smarten him up on things. Sometimes you just, or sometimes you let things go or sometimes he's just wrong. And you're like, bro, you're wrong, and I'm telling you you're wrong, and I know you're wrong, and I'm trying to help you out, but they don't want to hear it, you know? But then but then it becomes a pissing contest about who's nuts or bigger and all that shit, you know, and, like, you got to figure out. You know, it just, it's it's not working, man. I, I, I love the dude. I miss the dude. I love talking to him, but I just don't really like talking about wrestling because it's, it's, it's difficult because, you know, it, it, you see, like, I, I'll give you an instance. One day, We'll go back to we'll go to XPW, right? When, when we did this XPW episode of uh, on uh, Vice TV, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, right? Right. He calls me up and he goes, "Bro, bro, Rob Black is shitting all over you on his on his podcast, bro. I mean, he's burying you." And uh, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. First off, I don't give a fuck about Rob Black or anything he does or says because he's he's meaningless, right? He, he has no fucking weight in the game. So um, so I'm like, okay. He's like, dude, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And he tells me what podcast it is in a minute. I'm like, I said, all right, I'll go, I'll go give it a listen. I want to see how bad he trashes me. I wasn't going to respond. I wasn't going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. So uh, I just wanted to hear it. So that minute mark that he told me, it wasn't nowhere near there. So I said, dude, I just listened to what you said. There's nothing about it. Nothing about anything on it. He goes, oh, well, somewhere up in there. So I scroll back. Literally, all she said, there's a clip where he says, I wasn't really like an XPW guy. I was only there six months, which I wasn't there. I was way, way longer than that, like a year and something, a year and change. But it, I had a, a ton of matches there. You know, whatever it is. But like, 
That's all he's saying. He's like, oh, they're interviewing Luke Hawks. You know, he was there for a cup of coffee. He was only there six months. He's not really an XBW guy. He's, uh, you know, why didn't they interview Vic Grimes? Why didn't they interview uh, Kevin Kleinrock? Why didn't they interview me? Why didn't they interview this guy? It's this guy. It's all like people who didn't want to be a part of it or like, you know, like people that, you know, they, they have nothing good to say about him. So like that t- time in their life, they don't want to talk about. They don't give a fuck about so like, uh, but he didn't say anything. Like he he did say shit about me on some other things. Like I heard, but in that particular case, you know, he didn't say nothing. And Darren's like, he's fucking burying you, bro. He's all you know. And I'm like, bro, you gotta learn. You gotta learn the difference. You know what I mean? There's a difference. So I don't know. That's that's, no, he, that's the D man. That that's that um, fan side of things. I'm trying to explain to him. Well, look. I've done this podcast now for going on seven years and I, I had to learn like we're small, but we have a nice size audience. And I, one thing I learned quickly was, man, if you worry about the people that talk bad about you, you're going to be a miserable oh, son of a gun. Yeah. Right. If I worried about anybody saying anything bad about me on the internet, I'd be on the fucking internet all day long. You know, I mean, like, 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 and that's, that's not just me. That's every single person out there. There's people shitting all over everybody. It doesn't right. matter if you're The Rock. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, uh, Vince McMahon. It doesn't matter if you're Brad Pitt. There's people out there talking shit about you on the internet. But, right. you know, you, you, you can't... What are you? You're supposed to fucking pay in mind, you know? I, 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 I read a tweet earlier. I read a tweet earlier, and uh, and I, I think that... I think the guy was being a smartass, but, but I didn't... I didn't really acknowledge it. Like I was waiting for him to get a little deeper in before I came back with a smart remark. But it was a guy who posted. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. I'm looking for it right now. It was the uh, NWA. So end up the NWA we're, we're, we're having their father son match with Perry versus me this this Saturday on YouTube for uh, the new NWA USA show. It's an opening show, right? So uh, and it's a you know it was a big deal for me because me and Perry never wrestled each other before. You know, um, and I really didn't want to wrestle him. And it was, it was, it was, it was like they did do a random drawing thing. And I was like, well, fuck, we got to do it. Right. So, uh, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't prepped for that because I, I was like, if me and Perry ever do like a father son match, it really needs to be built to. And we need to, you know, like I, I want to push it. Right. And like, like it has to have a good storyline and shit. I didn't want to just wrestle my son just to wrestle my son. So the NWA, with this new tournament, they, they did do a random drawing and it, it fucking happened to be me and Perry. So, um, I tweeted, I said, first time ever father son match between myself and BJ Hawks. I wouldn't miss the first episode of NWA USA. So somebody responds back and they go, you're absolutely right. In 60 plus years of watching professional wrestling, I've never seen a father versus son match. And then he posted a bunch of pictures like Bruno and his son, the Poffos, uh, the Dun- uh, Dun- Dundies and uh, I forget, um, who the, uh, actually, I don't. The other ones, I think, is Angelo. I think Canadian. I can't tell. It's old, older shit. I can't tell from the picture though. I don't recognize them really. I think it's Angelo Mosca though. King Kong Mosca. I, I, I could be wrong. I could be completely fucking wrong. But um, but so I don't know if the guys being a smart ass and saying these guys have wrestled each other before, but because I've never seen any of those guys wrestle each other before. But there's been tons of father son matches across the states. Like I, I've, you know, the Knight family. Paige and Soraya and, and, you know, Ricky and Roy and Zach all of them wrestling each other. And I've seen other father and son wrestling each other, but I've never seen it really 
uh, Kobe Carino, C. Carino just did it. But I've never seen it like really done on a main scale, right? And I've never seen it done in a big company where it gets a good push. So in uh, my tweet, go back to it, though. I'm just saying my tweet was it's the first time ever father and son, me and PJ Hawks wrestling. So if the guy's being a smart ass, he misread my tweet. So who gives a fuck, right? He can say whatever he wants. But uh, at the same time, if, if, if he wasn't being a smart ass, uh, I'm curious to see some older father-son matches if, if they're out there. From from you know, I'm talking like 70s, you know, and, and beyond. So yeah, I don't, you know, I, like I, I've seen the independence, and I've seen some father-son Mexico shit and stuff like that. But I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see like some of the older stuff and see like the stories they told with it and stuff. And if, if it's, if it's there. The point you're making though is, and it, you know, going back to what you were saying about Darren, you, you get people who come out the woodworks and they're going to attack you. Like it's, yeah, yeah, I, I, I have been called some vile things just for my opinions on not even current wrestling, old school wrestling. Like some of the things I've said, which I don't even think are controversial. It's just, Hey, it is what it is. I'm calling what I'm seeing. I'm giving my opinion on it, man. I'm like, dude, well, yeah. you need Jesus. Like, you know, I'm, I'm whenever, joking. whenever, whenever you're in the public eye, right? No matter what it is, like you have to, uh, you have to be, you have that thick skin, and you have to yeah. be prepared that you're gonna have criticism. So you know, and that's what Darren's not a public eye guy. He thinks he is because you know he, he hangs out with us. And I'm not again. I'm not saying that in a negative way and disrespect him. I'm saying it's not. This isn't his full time thing. People, people don't know who the fuck Darren Seabird is. You know, they don't know who he is. Um, but but he's an entertaining guy. He's a funny guy. He's a knowledgeable guy. There's a lot of good qualities about Darren. It's just Darren's not really one to uh, take criticism so much sometimes. And 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 you know sometimes like he, some of the best days of my life are getting picked on by Darren. And Harper or picking on Darren. Because like me, Harper, you know, we and Derek and a couple others, we gang up and we have some good times. And I don't even know if the listeners give a shit about this, but you know, I'm just saying a little personal side. Yeah. These are my friends. So you got your friends that you fuck off with, that you have a good time and that you bullshit, and like their mama could die. And and, and you go, you know, you're gonna give them a hug, back, man. I'm sorry about your mom. But a little while later, you're gonna crack a choke. That that probably nobody else is gonna crack, you know what I mean? Because it's just like yeah. it's there, and they all do it. Like you gonna say that motherfucker might be bawling, crying, and you might say you gonna say something to him that's stupid to make him laugh, or, or you know yeah. what I mean? Like this is it's just how it is, bro. Like we're yeah. ruthless. Like there's there's a minimal window for for sympathy. The rest of it is open game to get fucked with. So, yeah, it's uh, it's um it's ball busting. Like I mean, you do yeah, yeah, you've yeah, done yeah, it. You, You've done it to me a number of times. Like there's been a couple of times I was at the school, I, and I'm gonna make, I'm, I'm gonna say this because you'll laugh. Um, I'm not gonna say the last name, but you'll be you, you've said it in front of your students. You're like, this is X Y Z's number one uh, student, uh, and and you know it's ball busting. It's funny. Like I laugh. Yeah, like yeah, 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 right, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> that idiot trained me. Well, yeah. I let me give him all the credit. But it's I know what you mean because it's you're just busting balls and the dude that that Luke would say is he's laughable. Let me just put it like that. We laugh at yeah, him. Yeah. Um, and, and when Luke says that in front of his students, his students look up like serious, like because they don't know. It's just they don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I bust, I bust balls twenty four seven. So it's funny because yeah. 
you know, even people I don't know, I, I just meet, I bust balls. So like, like yeah. it's funny, especially the read people. So, bro, it don't matter where I go. I'm the same person, right? I'm not going to change for anybody. I mean, I might be a little more professional. I'm in a professional environment. You know I mean? I'm not going to, you know, like, obviously, like, if, if you're going on a Today Show or something, yeah, I'm not dropping F-bombs <laughs> or shit. But, uh, but, 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 you know, I, you know, I, I don't change my... Go ahead. I said I don't change my character for nobody. Uh, you know, the most, it's, it's a- the most professional I think I've I've seen you on a show. I haven't seen all the the media appearances you've done, but one of the most professional appearances you made was when you were on WWL, and um, and I gotta talk low because my wife's out in the other room. When you was up there with Sheba Turk, uh, I, you, hey, you were you, hey, you were speaking real, real very proper. Very you speaking, elegant. You were speaking Hello. very proper and elegant. <laughs> but uh, that that segment, you know, y'all were plugging, I think, the 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 Revolution Rumble. I can't remember to be honest. But you know, it was you yeah. and Harper and Jay Spade and it was Sheba. And it was funny because because Harper was popping Sheba and he was making her laugh. She was dying laughing because he was ruthless on Jay Spade. Ruthless. I like when Harper does that. Because sometimes she shuts the fuck up. I know like he was he great on that live television right. though that day. Yeah, like with Darren, Harper would shut the fuck up when Darren was talking. You know, Harper wouldn't go at Darren that much on the show. I was like, come on, Darren was attacking Harper. And I'm like, Harper, let him fucking have it because when we're in person, Harper's all over him like flies on shit. You know, so uh, I don't, I don't know why. You know, you know what's funny? Harper does that sometimes on air, and he does and. He he's it's like he just gets in like the, the it's not a funk, but he'll just chill. And that's what I'll tell you. Doc, our other co-host, he's good about pulling yeah. it out. He can put he's got this thing where he's got a unique thing with him where he knows how to I'm not going to say trigger because he's not triggering him, but he'll he'll question him on something. And that's what will get yeah. Harper going. And that that's what's funny. Um, but, but you're right. Like Harper will clam up and it's, it's weird, but man, he was going off on Jay Spade. And I go back to you cause you were very professional in that segment and she was laughing. Cause she's like, she doesn't really, you know, I mean, she knows it's, she knows Harper's working and entertaining, yeah, yeah, yeah. but she's like caught off guard, like laughing. And it, then she's like looking at you. News. Yeah. It was funny. Cause it's, it, y'all were, it was live TV, wasn't it? It was live, yeah, right? Live, yeah. So um, that's a that's an example of just you know they were busting balls on live TV, and I'm not talking about cable. They y'all were on WWL TV. This is a major. This is a CBS affiliate in New Orleans, and uh, Harper's going off on Jay Spade, telling him life is his you know strongest opponent. I played the segment on the show because it was so damn good. Um, but yeah, that's like one of those things. But I, I, I wish Harper would do that more with Darren. And it's funny because as you say all this about Darren, and, and we'll get to another topic here as we're talking about it, but you say that about Darren, how he, so he left the group, which told me he must have got upset with um, being Dude, attacked. Which drives me nuts. Which drives me nuts. Because you know he was I mean? getting I'm attention. Like, Come on. Is what? I'm sorry, I broke up a little bit. I don't know if it's my phone or your phone. No, he was he was getting attention, and it was like, wait, you, right. if you want a hundred percent good attention all the time, that's not how it works. And you know, yes, I think uh, I think that honestly, I think that was part of it. I think he felt like he was so over, like he should have been on right away. And I know, like <laughs> he he does get upset with Harper, but not like like hates Harper, like. But there's a little there's a little envy there. 
because he thinks that he should be the one podcast and and he thinks he, you know what I mean because he listens to five hundred podcasts a day. He listens to podcasts all day long, so he's a podcast expert. So you know, and and obviously, obviously anybody can fucking do a podcast, right? And, and everybody in the mama has one now. But you guys, you guys put a lot of work into what you do. You know, this ain't a fly by night podcast. You guys have been consistent over the years. You built it up and you built your audience, you built your listeners. And, um, you know, like, like he, Darren just can't comprehend that. You know, like he's, Darren supports what I do, right? He's always been a big supporter of me, especially wrestling wise. But at the same time, man, I've got, you know, like I would look, if it was up to Darren, and he'll tell you this is the biggest mistake. If it was up to Darren, I wouldn't be in the movie business. You know, I wouldn't be in film at all. So, uh, so like, like he, you know, he he thought it was dumb that I was doing films. You know, he's like, "Why are you doing that, stupid? You need to." But, but he his back his defense on that is like he thought I was so good at wrestling that I should just put all my energy into wrestling. And I did, and I didn't take it like I didn't like only only like within the last few years is where I really started taking away from wrestling for film. Because as I got older, I realized that I have to be smarter, and I had to realize I realized like look like, like I can't sign, I can't go to one of the bigger companies and be on the road full time and leave my family and leave my business and leave all this other shit I got going on right right like, right. I had to come to terms with that, and I said well, but the cool thing is is like I can do what I want with wrestling, and I'm making more and doing better than the majority of the wrestlers than wrestlers that that are under major contracts. And yeah. I'm on a much larger scale, right? I remember I had to do an interview, not an interview, um, a uh, like a class for a network, and they were like, "Look, you know," and, and I had some, I had, a, I had a heavy hitter on with me, like one of the biggest stars in wrestling on with me, and we're taking this class that we had to take this media sensitivity class, all this bullshit, and they're like, "Look, what you guys got to realize, like," and they're talking to one of the biggest stars in wrestling history, right? And I'm on with them. And they go, here's the deal. You guys are no longer wrestlers. You're worldwide film stars now. And, I, and, you know, and people can say, like, I'm not tooting my own horn. You can say what you want. You know, am I fucking Brad Pitt and my A-list actor? No. But a lot of people do know who I am from, from acting, you know. And there's a lot of people who see my shit in my movies and The Fast and Furious and Logan and now Heels and, you know, all, all the other shit I got going on. So it's a different, it, it really is a different world. And I'm seeing different sides of things where, you know, wrestling's a niche, right? People either love wrestling or they hate wrestling. But almost fucking everybody watches TV and movies and television shows, right? Yes. Almost everybody yep. across the world. So it's a whole different, much larger market. So I had to go back and make that decision. Like, do I want to be a mega star? That that you know again 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 I'm 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 not blowing myself up like I'm the biggest thing in the world because I know it, entertainment's different now too right because there's a million channels there's a million shows there's a mi- you can't watch all of them if you try to right there's this shit in different countries and shit in different you know not everybody has Netflix not everybody has Hulu some shows are on Netflix some shows are on Hulu some shows are on Amazon so I realize like there's a, there's a a market and like you you know again back in the day even 20 years ago that wasn't half of the shit so you know if you did something like that there's a big chance that you'd be a much bigger star because it was so limited now there's so much content going out that there's 
there's room for many stars and many opportunities and many actors and many, you know what I mean? So, so, so like, just because you're not at the tip top of the game doesn't mean you're not a star and you're not making, you're not doing well. So I had to come with those terms of myself and say, look, do I want to limit myself in this wrestling circle and, and pay my bills? You know what I mean? Cause I always knew, like, I mean, Mike, how many conversations have me and you had about it, about me leaving? I, I couldn't do it. I just can never do it because I'm so tied up with everything else. And by the time, like I started getting those offers from the bigger companies, like, you know, like the fed fucking, you know, I was making more residuals than those guys would get on the contract. So, yeah, it, it becomes a dollar and since they it becomes a point where, you know, it's one thing if you were made that offer when you were 20, 21. It's another thing if that offer is made, you know, 18 years down the line because your right. situation. I'm 36, I was 36 years old, bro. And I'm, I'm going, wait, 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 wait. I have full benefits, me and my whole family. I have retirement. I have 401k. I have all this other shit. And you guys are independent contractors. I'm making more in residuals than you guys are under contract and and you don't have health insurance and you're paying your own health insurance and you're paying your own travel and you're paying your own hotel and you're paying your own rental car that's when you your mindset's a little different right i'm going yep. yeah well i'm not 20 years old anymore and i can't do that anymore and i got to make sure that you know th my future's secure and even though that's but look i could have walked away from wrestling a long time ago i love it i'll never be able to walk away it's a curse if i wasn't in wrestling i'd be doing 10 times more than i'm doing now I limit myself just so much because of wrestling because I just want to do it because I'm passionate about it because I love wrestling. Wrestling's my first love. And to be honest, dude, I wouldn't know what to do without wrestling. I'm going nuts right now that, 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 that our school's still not open back up from the hurricane, you know, because we can't find a building. It's fucking driving me crazy. I'm not even there. I'm working on shit out here, but I know my guys is dependent on me. I know my guys depend on me to get things going. They depend on me for sure. They depend on me to get them out. And, you know, and, and that's what, that's my role. That's my job as a leader, as a boss, as those guys, you know, fucking comment down is, is to, to look after them. So like me working, like I'm working right now. I'm enjoying myself. I'm in Australia, bro. I'm sitting right here. It's fucking uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon over here in Australia. You know, I'm over here for a while filming and, you know, uh, dude, look, I'm bragging. I'm telling you, I'm bragging, but I'm not, I don't mean it to be bragging. I'm sitting here in a fucking, you know, high rise suite in the middle of downtown Sydney, which is, you know, like living in like downtown New York or Chicago or somewhere, you know what I mean? It's nice. And everything's, it's, 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 I got a beautiful apartment. Everything's covered by the production company, but I'm sitting over here stressing out about what my guys are doing and how can I help them, right? How can I get those guys back up and running from over here? Like that's my mindset on things. So like I, it's, it's 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 hard to enjoy this stuff because I'm worried about what's going on with my guys back home because that's how much I care about those guys. That's how much I care about Wildcat. That's how much I care about wrestling. So you know, it, it's that's that's my. I know you didn't ask for all that bullshit, but that's my. You know, this is me ranting, bro. This is me ranting. That's what I'm going through right now. No, I don't. I think I I think more. Look. Uh, <laughs> You could you sign a contract? Yes. But like you said, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. So you got to do what's best for your situation. Again, if it's 20 year old, 19 year old Luke gets offered that it's a different story. But oh, yeah, you get yeah. to a stage in your career in life where it's like, that doesn't make sense anymore. Like, like wow. it, it literally makes no sense. And, you know, this is I'm going to mention something here uh, for anybody, because people who listen to the show will know what I'm talking about, because we covered this on the show. The Briscoes cut a promo uh, or or Jay Briscoe cut a promo 
on EC3 before one of their pay-per-views last year. And the whole thing, uh, he goes off. And he's he's basically like... Hey, he's so good, too. The oh, God, he's phenomenal. It's it, He's he's one of the best, uh, if not the, the best, uh, as far as promos go, for sure. But Jay yeah. is cutting his promo on EC3, and EC3's whole thing was, you know, I control my own narrative. I control my own narrative. And Jay's like... Boy, you want to? What you talking about? You controlling your old narrative? You done went back to the company that got rid of you, and then that little, p- p- you know, panty any contract. He's like, I'm not signing no development deal. With he didn't say NXT, but he's like, I'm not signing no development deal. Why? He's like, I can make more money on my chicken farm and work for ROH. So, son, I'm the one controlling my narrative, and I point that out because I don't think like mo- a lot of wrestling fans realize. What that company offers a lot of people, like, it's not enough for folks who have been there and in the game for for a number for for many years. It's not right, enough. Right. It's, for it's enough guys, for somebody just more, starting. Yeah, it's to get your name out there. And, and look, I'm re- look. I wasn't ready when I was twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Right? I was skinny. I mean, we know the fucking story. We can go backtrack all that shit. But I, I wasn't ready. And uh. You know, and there was still a lot I was missing, and I was still a lot I was learning. And over the years, I put in that work, and I learned. And it's not like somebody was holding my hand. Like, I had to figure the shit out. You know, nobody was telling me what to do, because nobody wanted to see you get a job. They wanted to get a job. And if you, you, we talked about this before, Mike. If you got a job back then, that means you were taking somebody else's spot, so people weren't really fucking, you know, dead set on being your buddy. And if they were, they wanted to fuck you over so they can get you fired so they can get their buddy back in or whoever else they want, you know? Yeah. It's just, it was a different, it was a different business back then. That's why it's so good now that you have all these companies, right? But look at these companies. Look at AEW. Fantastic, right? A lot of people are getting paid. It's a good time. There's jobs, there's opportunities. How long will that last one? They got so many guys, you know, of course they're getting paid, but Half of them may see in the light of day. You know, they're sitting yeah. home or they're on a dark match or they're in this thing. And they're getting paid. But look what just happened with Ring Honor. Ring Honor kept all those guys and they were paying them and, you know, paying them and paying them, paying them. And they paid them in the pandemic. And, you know, they had these big money contracts for, you know, a good, decent number of guys. And guess what? Eventually that ship sank, right? And they didn't die, but they're not going back to. There ain't no contracts in Ring Honor no more. Nobody's getting those big paydays no more. Nobody's sitting home and getting paid. And, you know, it's going to be pay-per-play basis, and it ain't going to be the big numbers. So, yep. you know, I'm not saying people won't make decent money. They won't be able to pay their bills. But ain't nobody going to be making 300 grand that no more, you know? So, uh, so, so it's like, how long can they sustain that? And then those guys are under those contracts that you make that money. The whole point of me going back to it is, you make that money and you sit there, say you sit in AEW for three years, right? Now let's say, let's say you make a hundred to three hundred grand a year, right? But let's say you don't do too much. You do enough, but you don't do too much, right? And then you get released, right? AEW closes. I hope they don't. I hope they fucking flourish and I hope they continue to grow. And I hope Tony Khan has, you know, I I, I want to see these guys do well. I want to see all wrestling do well because I want people to have opportunities. But I want guys to also listen to this podcast and be real and realize that if it's not there, you're not going to be worth that money somewhere else, most likely. So you need to figure out a game plan. Like, enjoy that time. It's a come up. It's a time for you to stack your ends, make smart business decisions, you know, get your house. Don't, don't overly live. Bro, I don't, Mike, you know me. I don't overly live. 
I could have a much nicer, bigger place than I have now. But I don't do that because if fucking everything went away tomorrow, I don't want to lose the fucking place I have. You know, so I'd rather just live how I live, stack my money, save my money, be safe. You know, I live a little bit. And I, I like to have a little nice lifestyle here and there. But, but, but I'm not living like that every freaking day. You know, I'm not going out and eating, eating you know, major meals five times a day and spending, you know, a thousand dollars a fucking day eating, you know, I do, I do spend a, mo- a decent amount of money eating and eating out and stuff. Cause I'm always on the go, but bro, I just went to the store. Look, I'm in, I told you I'm in Sydney, Australia. Okay. I went to subway yesterday. I got a foot long subway with double meat and a drink. You know how much that cost me? I got to hear this. <laughs> 25 Australian dollars. 25 Australian dollars, bro. So I, I got to do, I got, I got to calculate this. <laughs> yeah. Australian. So how much? 25? 25. It was like 26, like 80 or something. Okay. Like 26, so, 80 or something, something like that. So I was just rounding the 25 and just closest number. That's 1861 but, but, in, in U.S. dollars. Yeah. So that's for Subway, bro. But for like the bottom of the barrel, like it was the closest thing. It's not the closest thing, but it was like the only thing I really recognized right here. I just yeah. flew in. So I was like, ah, oh, what they got around here. But I ate a couple other places too. Fuck, I went and got a little steak bowl with some rice. I got kind of like a little uh, Asian spot, but it was, it was, bro, that was $30 for something oh, yeah. that would have cost me probably $10 at home from the, from, from one of the four places, you know, yeah. just a little meat and rice. So, I went to the store. I bought. Uh, we, we're talking about this on the podcast. We're talking about my grocery shopping on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went. I went to the store, which is about fifteen minute walk grocery store. I bought two cartons of eggs, some cheese, and a bottle of orange juice. That was thirty dollars. Thirty fucking Australian dollars, literally, for two cartons of eggs. Uh, so, so for twenty four eggs and uh, a, a half gallon of orange juice and uh, a thing of cheese and, and two two liters of water. Was thirty dollars, bro. I'm like, but 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 I can eat home. You know, I can eat breakfast. That's breakfast for the next week. For ne- well, next four days actually. Breakfast for the next four days. You know, instead of, instead of going spending thirty dollars a day on breakfast. So <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it goes back to these younger guys and these guys who get these opportunities. They got to be smart with their money. This podcast is all over, bro. We talk about Darren. We talk about wrestling trips, groceries. We got it all. You know, money. Look, look, this this could fuck. We might as well be talking to Elon Musk, bro. I'm trying to help <laughs> motherfuckers out here. Nah, man. I mean, there's something to it. You, you gotta, you you do. You you like me. You pretty much live pretty frugal. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta save your money when you when you make it. You gotta save it, man. Don't spend it. Right. Uh, look, you gotta live a little bit, but you also gotta know when to say when, man. That's like that's the thing, bro. You gotta you gotta know when to say when. And what I mean by that is, you know, just. Just don't don't be out there just just splurging on everything all the time. Splurge sometime, but just not all the time. It's it, it's, yeah. it's the, that's basically what it, what it all boils down to. But no, <laughs> I, I hear you. I mean, and, and we took the, the nice burp. We took the long route on you know why you why you in, didn't end up you know with like WWE or somewhere like that. And yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm I, look. I'm glad for those guys making money in AEW. That you know a lot of them. Look, I think the Briscoes will end up landing there. And the bottom line oh. is they are. They're phenomenal, and that's something that I think needs to happen for them to get that 
spotlight that they deserve on a, on a national cable program because you know i mean i know ring of honor was on a lot of sinclair state on all the sinclair stations but it's a little bit different than being on tnt so they need that yeah. I, not that they don't need they don't need it but i'm glad I, I, to see that they would get it definitely they say they're top five bro and I, I agree i agree like i think they're one they just don't have the exposure and i feel like i do feel the same way i'm gonna be selfish i feel the same way about me and perry i don't think we're the top five tag teams of all time but I do think we're a really fucking good tag team. We do have the opportunity to be one of the best ever as a father-son team duo because we got something unique. It's just we just haven't really had that opportunity yet because we're still growing. And then, you know, we can't hit the scene everywhere. That's what's great about NWA is that uh, they, they're a good platform and they're a good brand. and They, they really have a good product. So, so that's a good place for us to showcase our skills. But I can't go. You know, it's a catch-22, bro. I can't. Like, would I like to be seen in a wrestling world by more eyes? And do I want to be on a bigger scale in the wrestling world? Of course I do. But am I going to go give up what I got now to go make less money and, and, and not have any of that stuff? And, and, you know what I mean? And, and kill my body anymore? I can't, bro. I just can't. Yeah, and, it's, uh, a, it's it a smart move. It's a smart move. It's just to keep doing. Dude, the, look, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I, I'd be like, I think you're crazy if you drop all the, the movie stuff you got going on just for wrestling. It'd be like, dude, why would you do It's like doesn't make sense no you can't do that it's 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 it would not be a wise move in any way shape or form right right can't do it i mean uh, just just being and, real and it and, and then the other thing is too uh, is i want to point this out is like i'm actually glad i didn't get those runs early you know i'm glad i didn't make it and get a big contract early because i would have probably made all the same mistakes because mike how long we known each other for 20 years more more than 20 yep. years probably now um you know me since i started so, yeah, so more than 20 years, because I've been wrestling 23 years. Um, <laughs> those guys, like the guys who made it, even like the independent guys, those guys who made it and those guys that were kind of from our era and those guys we knew and the guys, you know, that came up, 98% of them ain't in the business no more. Some are dead. Some are, you know, doing whatever. But like, or, or they're drug addicts or they had rough lives. So, like, I'm really glad my future was planned to be something different. I'm really glad that I didn't um, get those opportunities young because I, I got opportunities, but it was enough to string me along and it was learning opportunities. You know, yeah. it was enough for, and I made mistakes along the way like everybody else does. Um, but, but I'm thankful that I stayed hungry and I stayed passionate. And that's because I always had a grind to get what was coming next. You know, like I never had a current check coming in like I do now. Back then, I didn't have those checks coming in, no matter what. You know, like 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 these guys with AEW and stuff. So so if I would have, I would have probably made big mistakes. But I'm glad I didn't because it gave me the longevity. Is what I'm what I'm breaking it down to. It gave me that longevity in the game, and I feel like that I can. You know, I mean, look, I see guys that inspire me. Bob Holly inspires me. Billy Gunn inspires me. And and, and what I mean by those guys, oh, they're my biggest inspirations in life. No. And, but, but guys don't realize, I want people, I want the listeners to go look at Bob Holly, go look at Billy Gunn, go look at how great Billy Gunn looks now. He's pushing 60, bro. He's not yeah. far from 60. He's only a few years away from 60. And he looks absolutely freaking amazing. He's bigger and more jacked than he's ever been. He's athletic. I train with Billy sometimes, so I know. But I just go, those guys really... Bob's the same way. I think Bob's, I think Bob's 53. I think he is looks great. And those guys 
really give me that inspiration and that drive to move forward because it goes, okay, so you're not broke down after 40. You're not broke down after 45. You're not broke down after 50. If you take care of yourself and you're not fucking, you know, doing all the dumb shit, you're not partying, you're not doing drugs, you're not doing this, like you just do things the way it should be done and you can live a healthy, prosperous lifestyle. And that's, you know, that's really my goal because if I would have, if I would have did it when I was 20, bro, you know what I mean? Like I would have been torn South American. I would probably have 50 kids down there. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I wouldn't have, you know, he just, that lifestyle is not, it's, it's, it's a for a young man. It's not, it's also not for a young man because that's when you make all those young, dumb mistakes because women are throwing themselves at you. You know, you think this is going to come forever. You think, Oh, I'm going to be this mega star forever. And, everything's never going to stop. And then one day, all of a sudden, that door just fucking closes in your face. And you didn't even realize it. You didn't even know it was coming. And then you're fucked. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm just thankful that things turned out the way they did for me because it gave me the longevity. And I, I really appreciate the longevity and I really appreciate the times that I get to, to do, you know, to do these magical and awesome things that I do now. Yeah, it's the, it's the, the mental maturity that you don't have at that time that you right. gain as you grow uh man i i mean i know i've learned a ton since early 20s it, 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 you can't it's hard i mean most people you know once you get in your 40s you realize it even more and then i mean you go beyond that people go yeah just wait till you turn 50 or 60 you even realize it more but there's there is a lot to it where it's like you, you the mental maturity you know like you said who knows i mean i know a few guys who are <laughs> Like you said, you start with them and they're dead in jail or got major problems because they chased the yeah. dream, brother. Or they're just not in the business. Or they just disappear yeah. off the face of the earth. You might still know them, but, you know. And there's some guys who deserve to make it and they were good. It's just you never, yeah. you know, they they just were like, it just, there was a time period where it just was very, I mean, it's, I think to me, it's easier not, 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 I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's easier now because you have, you actually have more promotions than you did once ECW closed the doors and WCW closed the doors. Cause once that happened, you know, once you got to that 2002, 2003 range, there was only one place to go. And right. let's face it. A lot of guys just weren't going to make it. Like you said, you were skinny back then, man, they were looking for six, five, you know, two forty. It, it just, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Just, I remember one time I went to WWE and, uh, and, and I thought it was going to be my last show there because uh, they had had the rule that 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 uh, they didn't want skinny guys. Like at, they always make these, they put these criteria. Anybody over two hundred got to be over six two. They they always do that, and they change, right? They fluctuate. But back then, it wasn't like today, so it didn't fluctuate as much, and it didn't, you know, there were strict rules. And when when they said it. It spread like wildfire throughout the wrestling. So you thought you were done. You're like, oh, well, I'm never going to make it there now because I'm not 6'2", and they just implied this rule. So uh, I remember being there, and I was backstage, and I walked up, and um, I had a mohawk because I just finished the MTV show. I think it was 2006. 2006 or 2007. And uh, this is actually right before they actually offered me my first contract. And... Um, what's his name? Tony Gurria. I walk up and Tony Gurria looks at me and I, I'm, I'm there to sign in. And I say, Hey, how you doing? My name is, you know, I give him my government name and tell him I'm here. And he says, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm here to work as an extra and, and do a dark match. And he just fucking went 
Oh, dude, I, I never met Tony before. I've been there going back and forth there since like 2003. And they, they were always very nice to me. And I had some buddies up there and things were cool. Um, but, but he just went off on me and fucking tore me a new one in front of everybody that was right there. And he's like, I fucking told them not to book any skinny, stupid haircuts and tattoo motherfuckers here. And he's like, <laughs> are you booked? Or, bruh, like my heart sank because this is an office guy screaming. I just walked in, bro. I literally all I did was walk in and say and report and say, hey, my name is I'm, I'm here. You know, I just want to sign in. And like he just fucking ripped me a new one. And, and, and belittled me till I was about fucking two inches in, from the ground, bro. He, he, he went, you know, and I'm, I'm just, bro, I'm trying not to cry. Cause you, Mike, you know how hard I was working, bro. I'm fucking struggling. I'm doing everything I can. I'm sleeping in my car. And I'm doing all the bullshit that comes along with the chase in the wrestling game. And like, he just crushed me, bro. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get a job. I just came off the MTV show. So I'm thinking like, I got a decent chance, you know, I'm res- my wrestling's really picking up and I'm, I was good talent, and uh, I, I was happy with the way I performed back then. I, I wanted to be bigger, but, you know, I was a cruiserweight back then. I still did high-flying and stuff, and um, they really weren't doing much cruiserweight stuff back then. So, bro, he tore me a new one, and just I, and I had to go hide in the corner and, like, just like just stay out of sight because – and then he told me, you're not booked tomorrow. We're taking you off the show tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I, don't even, I don't think I've ever told this story, to be honest. Dude, and I was, I was just – fucking heartbroken i was heartbroken bro all because of the way i looked right not not nothing to do with my abilities and my talent and everything it's everything to do with the way i look and i and i get it it's cosmetic business as well especially back then so uh but back then i was just like i'm thinking damn bro all this hard work i'm doing and all this you know trying to put on size and killing myself and changing and training and this and that and i was like and it just didn't matter because i don't have a certain look and uh, and then i was in catering and I walk out and Ron Simmons sees me. And I've known Ron for I know a ton of the boys, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they were, they were my boys back then. So Ron comes up to me, he says, like, Hey Luke, what are you doing? You know, we, we work, who are you working tonight? And I was like, Oh, I'm I'm not working tonight. I'm just I'm just hanging out. And uh he goes, Oh, oh we're gonna go get you a match. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go talk to the office and tell him push you in the match. And I was like, Don't fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> starting to fucking shit bricks, right? I'm like, I tell him, I say, hey. I was like, Ron, because I was comfortable enough with Ron. So I said, hey, Ron, uh, uh, well, this, 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 this just happened with Tony Gurria. He just fucking did all this to me and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, so I'm just trying to lay low so, you know, so I don't get fucking blackballed from being here. Because, you know, it was like that back then, right? If they, if they, if they sent you home for any reason, you were, you were blackballed, you know? You just found for a fucking haircut, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm fucking freaking out. And Ron's like, no, no, fuck that. I'm about to change this shit right now. You know how Ron is big fucking loud, blah, 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 blah <laughs> funny motherfucker. So, bro, I think he goes, come with me. So I'm like walking. I'm probably about 15 feet behind him, walking real slow. Like, oh, fuck, <laughs> oh, fuck, please. Oh, you know, I'm fucking nervous. And, uh, dude, we go in there. We go into the office. And Ron goes, he called his motherfucking kid. He can't wrestle because his tattoo is a haircut. You motherfucker, this kid out work this locker room. Bro, Ron's just going fucking nuts, bro. And I'm like shrinking lower and lower and lower. And he's fucking raising his voice and just yelling at Gorilla. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm definitely not coming back now. Like, I'm fucking done. I'm done, <laughs> son. So uh it turned out that I, I was not done. 
and Ron's little outburst helped me out. And they booked me again for the next day and gave me a fucking great match. And it was a really good match. And uh, I think I told you all the story about that match while I was wrestling Chuck Palumbo and shit. And, uh, and there's a little more to the story too because some other shit happened too that was great. But, uh, man, I wrestled Chuck and they were supposed to sign me to that Cruiserweight deal back then. That's when fucking uh, that Ben Wall shit happened, right? Or the Ben Wall shit happened before that. Right before that, I think it was, that it happened. And um, that's when Bucci got fired and all those firings happened. And I, I just got caught up in the middle of all that bullshit. Not because my name was on the list. It was just like, they were in the middle of all that shit when I was supposed to be doing my shit, and they fucking just oh, Luke Hawks got forgot about. <laughs> that was the first um, time, and then they came back. They came back at me for more, and uh, it's like I said, again, we just could never work anything out. But, but, dude, I'm just saying that that was a crazy experience for me because you know I'm twenty something years old, and you know I'm getting yelled at and saying I'm never going to be booked again because of my for my dream job because of my haircut because I got tattoos because I made. You know, those decisions to get those tattoos and, and that hairstyle. And you're going, wait, but I, I work really hard. Wait, I wrestle really good. Wait, I can do this. I can do that. You know, nobody else is doing this. And, but it didn't matter, bro. That was um Chuck Palumbo. Was that that was a SmackDown taping, right? SmackDown at the New Orleans Arena. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember back, that. Back. I remember that. I remember it. That's why um, I do remember that. Wow. I, I, I I could I could tell the rest of the story if you want, but but if uh, it, it might take a minute. I may have told it before, but I, I don't mean, I don't uh, remember I don't remember you telling the story. That's why I'm like, so, all right, so, all right, so so I said fuck it, right? I said shit. I already had all this shit happen with Doree and shit. I'm thinking, and Ron and Ron, you know, Ron already went off and shit. So I'm thinking, man, I definitely ain't getting nothing. Like that. I'm fucking done, right? Because like this big spectacle. I'm in the middle of it. It happened right in front of everybody. Ron did the shit with Tony in front of everybody. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting right the fuck there. And, like, I'm the spotlight. So I'm going, I'm done. I'm just thinking to myself, I'm fucking done. So uh, I go outside, and Vince walks outside to the production truck. And he knew me. He, he, he knew me because I'd been there so much at that point. You know, like we weren't we weren't buddies or anything. I just he just knew who I was, right? He knew my name. He knew my real name, Warren, because he would call me Warren. Um, so so he walks out to the production truck, and I said, "Hey Vince, can I ask you a quick question?" And he said, "Sure." And he called me and he said, "Sure, Warren. What what do you need?" And I said, "Um, what do I need to do to work here?" I said, "Bro, I'm killing myself to bust my ass to be a part of this company, and I really want." I really want to work here, you know, and I, I'd rather just ask you than fucking, you know, you're the boss. I'm going to ask you. So he gave me that Vince man look where his eyes got real big and he swallowed. He got that big swallow in his mouth. And then um, <laughs> I, I was about to shit my pants. And Stephanie walked up and she said something to him. And, th and then he looks at me, he stops here and he looks at me and he goes, get with John Laurinaitis. He's the head of talent. So uh, a few minutes later, I walk inside. I see Vince is inside talking to Johnny. And they're probably like 50 yards away, 50, 70 yards away, I would estimate. And so it's a good bit away, right? And uh, they see me walk, walk in and Vince points right at me while he's talking to Johnny. He's pointing at me. And uh, I'm like, fuck, they about to kick me out for sure. This motherfucker's throwing me the fuck out. He's telling Johnny, get me the fuck out of the building, right? Johnny comes fucking beeline right over to me. And he's like, are you booked tomorrow? I said, I was supposed to, but all that shit happened with Tony earlier, blah, 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 and Ron. He's like, no, 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 don't worry about that. 
you're booked and you're gonna have a good match. And I was like, uh, and I was like, okay. So that's why I wrestled Palumbo. And then after Palumbo was like, you gotta hire this motherfucker and Ron and the rest of the guys. You know what I mean? It, it was cool. And that's when they were like, hey, we're starting up this cruiserweight thing again. We're supposed to revamp that. And I think that got, got all pushed. But uh, he's like, we'd really like to have you as an addition to that and blah, blah, blah. So it was cool. Like a negative turned into a positive. It didn't work out, but, you know, a negative turned into a positive. So, uh, you know, that's just, I could have, look, I could have laid down and died, but, you know, my work ethic spoke for me. And so I had some buddies that spoke for me and, and, and that helped. So, you know, you never know, bro. Just work hard. Bottom line is fucking work hard. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, man, you gotta put time into it. I, like this is not the same thing, but I, I mean, I remember starting this podcast, and you know, like there were at the time we thought a lot, but there's a million more now, and you know, you hear people, I get people reach out to me all day long, every day. Hey, can you, uh, can you plug my show? And like, uh, how many shows have you done? Like, and I don't even ask anymore. I just like look and I like, okay, you've 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 just started a podcast and you want me to plug your show like put some work into it i don't mind helping people but you're not you're you're not just gonna like just get somebody to just plug you like you've been doing the work when you ain't been doing the work And, and like i hate when people think that you're being an ass because you feel that way it's not that it's just look you just gotta you gotta actually put in work before somebody's just gonna you know, say, yeah, let me push you and get behind you. They, right. they, there's got to be, you've got to put in the work before somebody says, sure, let me, you know, give you an opportunity. And there, that's, and people, like, I think, you know, again, this is a little different from what you were saying, but it's kind of the same. People think in the wrestling business specifically that you're being an ass, you're being an asshole, you're being mean, whatever way you want to describe it people think you're just not wanting you're being a, a dick it's not that it's just that no one's gonna help you if you haven't if they can't see you haven't already done the work that you should have done before they decide to help you it'd be like somebody coming to you hey i'm gonna start an indie wrestling promotion can you can you plug me you know back when y'all were on um U, upn or uh, you know um a wwl you can you can you can you uh can you plug my show during commentary like no do you know how hard i worked to get to this point right. do you know how much money i spent to get to this point i don't like i don't real i don't think people realize that and that frustrates me sometimes with just wrestling in general i don't mind helping people man I, i'll try my best if i got time i will do my best to help you but i there's only so much i can do cuz i only got so many hours in a day to help someone right. so it's like you got to put in the work before somebody just says, yes, let me help you. And I think people take that as you being mean, not you specifically, but me too. I'm not, it's not that. It's just that you got to put in the work. One of the things I never did when I first started my show was like, I never like went to you weekly and go, hey, dude, can you retweet? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? No, I had you on the show one time the first year. And I think you came back the next year. That was it. I didn't ask for anything else because I believe no. you got to really put the work in before even your friends will help you. It's not, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Your friends should help you, but man, your friends also need to realize your friends also look at it and go, dude, put in the work. Let me see how it's going. I'll, I'll do what I can, but I'm not just going to like drop everything and be like, 
go listen to this or go go support this because it's a friend of mine. Like, and I think people, I think people misconstrue that in wrestling as people being dicks. They're really not. They're just they're just trying to make sure you know you put in a lot of work. I want to see you put in the work too before I really right, right. push like, it you. Took me forever, it took me forever to get here, and I had to kill myself. So I'm not trying to help anybody skip the steps that you know I, I feel are necessary to get get to where I'm at. Like it, it, we live in that instant gratification society that we're always talking about with the new generation and, and social media and all that shit. Like everything has to be quick, fast, in a hurry, or they quit or they don't want to do it or you're a problem because you're the problem because they didn't get what they wanted so fast. You know, it's just like, nah, bruh, nah, bruh, put the time in. And my, my easiest explanation of that is you can't be a fucking doctor without going to med school and graduating. You know what I mean? With, with flying colors. You can't be a lawyer without law school. You can't like, it's the same shit. It's yeah. the same shit. You have to put the time in and you have to grow. The best thing about now is now it's so accessible to do it that you have no excuse because every fucking thing is at your fingertips. Everything. Yeah. Like, Mike, there were no wrestling schools when we started. Jesus, Lord, it was hard. A, yeah, you couldn't just look up a wrestling school and go, I'm going to go to this wrestling school right here. Nah, you read some shit in some magazines or you say, oh, this guy's got a school in Jersey. or this, You know what I mean? It's just like, I remember when the Ultimate Warrior started his school. I was too young, but I was like, fuck, I want to go to the Ultimate Warrior's wrestling school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, hey, thank God I didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he could have taught you much, but uh, I know it, it's, it's, it's that thing like you you need, you you don't want to be mean to people. You want to help people out, especially your friends. But, I mean, we're, we're talking not even friends. I mean, there's there's people that reach out to you, me, that want us to, to do things. We don't even know them. And it's like, look, right. I, I want to help you, but I need to, like, I don't want to be mean to folks. It's just not me. That's not my mentality. I, I really try to be nice to everyone. But it, it, it's not, I don't want any, I, look, I don't want anybody handing anything to me and vice versa. Like, it shouldn't just be handed to you. And that that's the thing about, I mean, that's what happened with Wildcat. But that's the, look, that's, that's the whole moral of the story as we're an hour into this thing. It's like, you didn't get to where you're at now xpw had to happen there's many things that had to happen before you got to see a payoff to anything and and i know we got long-winded with it but that's the that's the whole moral like you you want to help people but you want people to help themselves i know you and i had discussions about like this is early on in wildcat not even early on probably three years in or so you're like man so many people reach out to me they want to work the show like i like i get dms non-stop all day long i want to work the show i want to be on the show and it's like look great we understand you want to be on the show but um it's it only got so many spots and i don't even know who you are i don't you know have you even put the work or, in or, like or the, or the louisiana talent you know the louisiana mississippi talent trying to get booked and you know they think i'm a dickhead because i tell them they're not good enough to work the show and i'm sorry it's not would you rather me blow you off and tell you something that makes your feelings you know that's gonna you know, caress you, or would you rather me be honest with you and say, hey, look, I don't think you're good enough to work the show because you're not properly trained. If you go properly trained or you come train with us, dude, I'll offer these dudes free training. You know, I said, all you got to do is show up. They don't want to do it, though, because they got their clicks and everything, you know what I mean? That that wasn't life for them. So, like, don't get mad at me or don't think I'm an asshole because, you know, I built this thing and, and, you know, yeah, we draw a shitload of people. But I worked my ass off to get to that point to where we draw shitload of people. 
You know, yeah. we started off in, in that shitty bar, you know, with 250, 300 people at the most, because that's all we could fit in there. And I said, that's still a decent indie crowd, especially for Louisiana back then. But I had a game plan. I had a mindset and I had all this shit, you know, built up in my brain that I wanted to do. So, so it wasn't like I just, you know, took a shot and said, hey, let me throw this out there and run a wrestling show and put my buddies on it and see if it does well. Everything was calculated. I had to have the right talent. I had to, you know, I had to grow. And like, at first, we didn't have the money to book the big names and do this or do that or, or do anything. We had to start from the bottom. But everything, I knew that everything had to be quality, right? If it wasn't quality, it wasn't usable. And if it wasn't usable, it meant nothing and it was a waste and it's just going to hurt us. So that's how Wildcat was got to where it's at, you know? And it's not that, like, I don't, bro, I don't hate all these people in Louisiana. Some of them I do. But, but you know, these younger guys, like, they, get, they all got these misconceptions of me from what they hear from other people. And I am, can I be a dick? Yes, I can be a dick. I'm just a very straightforward, honest guy. I'm going to tell you what I think. And if you could show me, if, if you mean, if you, if you think that, 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 you know, what you want to do with me means enough to you that you can show me different, then please do it. And I'll, I'll be the first one to show you an opportunity that I could provide if, you, if you're putting a work in. It, you know, it's, and it's always been like that. It's just I, work, bro. Work. That's all it is. Work, Mike. I, 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 we keep, I, I, we're in circles around it, but. No, no, I, I'm with you, man, 100%, because I've, I've been there and um, I've seen it. It's, it's very evident, <laughs> especially in wrestling, man. It's. I don't know. It's it's so weird, man. I everybody wants to be gifted something. It's like, man, I busted right. my butt. You know, like I really worked hard to to get anything. I'm mean, look. That's not just what podcasting. That's my full time job. Like like I didn't get where I got with it with just one day of work or a week or two weeks or a year or two. Like man, twenty plus years. It's been a grind. Like it just didn't happen overnight. And you can't stop when you get up there. Like you right, you got to keep working. Yeah. So it's... people think it gets easy when you get up there. But look, my life, my life now is a million times more hectic than it ever was. And, I, and I'm doing well. I'm doing extremely well. But I can only imagine what a guy like The Rock is. You know what I mean? Who's the biggest star in the world. I do. He does a good job of portraying like he has a life. And like, like he's on Instagram eating pancakes and shit and hanging with his family. That motherfucker ain't doing that. You know what I mean? He's so busy, bro. He, I guarantee you, I don't know his sleep schedule. I, don't, uh, I work with him on Fast and Furious. I mean, I work with him a bunch of times. I work with him on Fast and Furious 8, right? Fate of the Furious. And uh, the only time we had time to talk was like when we're getting ready to shoot our scene and we're just sitting there and waiting for him to call action. Like we're lined up, everything's ready to go, camera's lined, and we're just waiting for him to call action. So like, you got that little bit of between time. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? How you been? What's going on? This and that. Other times that, as soon as they yell cut, he had 10 people in his face. Sign this. Eat this. We need you to do this. Change this. Like, literally, I'm going, fuck, he's got 10 people talking to him at the same time. As soon as they yell cut, I'm like, how does he do that? You got to be <laughs> a unique individual, special person to be able to just handle that 24-7. And, and bro, that, that was what? 15, 16, probably. So, so you know, five to six years ago, somewhere up in there, I don't remember what year it was, Rashad, but it was at least five or six years ago, and he wasn't what he is now. Imagine what it's got to be like now. I can't. I, I don't. 
I had this discussion with my wife one day. We were talking about celebrities and, you know, handling their own social media and which ones do and which ones don't. I was like, there's no way 99% of them do. They, there's, they yeah, just they can't. Don't. Like, I said, they that shit drives me up a wall and I'm nobody. Some and, of them like, don't even have access to social media. Like, like the, it, it's just their team. They don't have their login. They don't have anything. Right. So. That's what I'm saying. That, 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 that's the discussion we were having. I was like, I said, look, I, I, I'm, I'm a nobody and, and it drives me nuts. So I can't imagine like, like actual celebrities because I'm not a celebrity. I'm just saying I can't imagine the actual people who are, you know, have the millions right, like, of followers. Like, like they, there's no way right. you don't have time. You don't have time to do it if you got a few thousand followers, in my opinion, much less, much less a million or 500,000. Yeah, I, I don't have time. Look, dude, true story. All my stories are true because that's how I am. That's how I roll. True to the game, <laughs> baby. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, I uh, so it's a 17 hour time difference here where I'm at right now. I woke up at five, about 5:15 to take a piss in the morning, and uh, and I turned my phone on because I was like up. And as soon as I turned my phone on, I had 50 messages. Several, hey, I need you to call me ASAP. It's just work stuff, different things, different films and projects, stuff that I'm not even doing right now. It's back in the US, but I got to stay on top of it. You know what I mean? So I couldn't even go back to sleep, even though I got like two weeks of chilling right now, like while I'm out here until we go, until we move locations. Uh, like I'm not really doing too much this first two weeks. So I got, I got a little time to chill, which is rare for me, but I'm not home. So I can't get as much done. But I'm on the phone nonstop. Bro. I was on the phone for three hours this morning as soon as I woke up until I was like, all right, fuck, I got to get in the gym. So let me fucking try and knock on the shit out real quick so I can go get a gym session. And that's the only cool thing is, is, is I know there'll be certain periods that are busy here while I'm here because with the time difference, there'll be times where I'll be chilling over here and like I'll have it be the middle of the day and everybody else over there is going to sleep. So I know I'm not having any interaction for a good eight hours. Yeah. You know? Yep. But then exactly I, what you I also got to play catch up when I when I wake up and, and you know and they sent me all this stuff and stuff I get doing. Excuse me, I keep burping, man. I'm gassy today. So this, this these Australian eggs and orange juice making me gassy. That's all. That's that's real classy. Yeah, that's a that's a Harper sound bite there, right? Oh that's my god, it's, it's it's fucking phenomenal when he does it too. Is it weird not having him on here with us? Um. You know, not re- let me tell you why it, it's weird sometimes, but not really. Because, man, Harper, one thing about him, he will he he fades into the background. He'll just shut up. Yeah. So like, you got to really like throw to him a lot to get him back into it. I guess is the words I'm looking for. So it's sometime, but not nah, nah it, it's cool. Hey, I I know we will do. We're an hour in now. I got I got to ask you a question though about um XPW because I know we went long with it with many other things. So, yeah, um, I'm sorry. It's no, no, it's cool. It's cool. So the XBW episode with Rob Black and all that, I mean, you know, we've, um, I know you've talked about it on various other shows and whatnot, but the, so the, the scene that is in the show, the main scene with the chair shots, yeah. um, where you talk about it, where I guess he got pissed with you and that's how, explain the scene, explain what happened with the whole chair shot incident and how it even got to that point. So what happened was I um, I got hit by a chair by Supreme. And um, what I did was I put my hand up like, like I wasn't always taught in wrestling. You know, don't stick your neck out. Protect yourself with a chair shot. Put your hand up, whatever. So I put my hand up and um, it looks great. 
you can go back and watch the video. It was a three-way dance between me, Angel, and Supreme at the ECW arena. Um, I don't remember the name of the show, but it was my it was my first title defense, I think, for the XPW King of Death Match title. I believe it was my first title defense. And uh, it was only a three-way dance between me, Supreme, and Angel. Well, Supreme hits me with a chair, and I turn and put my hand up. And it looks like he fucking kills me because he did because he stayed. They swung chairs back then. They there wasn't no you know taking it easy on me, brother. Because we taking your fucking head off tonight. So I put my hand up, boom, and that motherfucker hurt. And I remember it. I remember it hurt. But I get in the back, and Rob goes, "I rape you, fucking pussy. This is XPW. We don't fucking put our hands up for chair shots." Blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's just fucking going to town on me, belittling me, telling me, you know, all this bullshit. So as soon as he walks out the room, Jerry Lynn walks up to me. And and Jerry Lynn says, hey, don't worry about that. Fuck him. You did what you were supposed to do. It looked great. And, like, nobody's going to stick their head out for a chair shot. You know, that looks, that's stupid. You know? Uh, so the next show... They tell me they're going to do like the Raven, Sandman, you know, Tommy Dreamer bullshit where they handcuff me and give me the chair shot. You know, one of those chair shots heard around the world. And they're like, oh, you'll be, you know, you're going to get, you're not going to have any defense on it. But they told me it was one fucking chair shot. And this is, this is the guy's honest truth, bro. They never told me that they told Supreme to hit me multiple times in the head with the chair unprotected to pay my fucking dues for putting my hands up. Mm. So when they did it, Supreme apologizes to me before he hits me. Like as he's chaining me up, he tells me after he chains me up, he tells me, I'm sorry. You know, Rob's making me do this, you know, and he was upset cause we were buddies and like, he was like the locker room enforcer, you know, but, but back then it was like chair shots they weren't what they were today. You know what I mean? You just took them. Mankind did the shit. Oh, you see a million guys get smacked in the head with the chair over and over. Happened in ECW. So it wasn't made that big of a deal, but it was still gruesome. And then people knew they fucking sucked, right? Especially the boys. So he fucking clobbers me with the chair multiple times. But I'm unprotected. One, he hits me so hard with one of them that the fucking chain breaks. You see the chain <laughs> break? Bro, I'm begging him without breaking character between my teeth. I'm like, please stop, please stop. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm unprotected, bro. And like, and I knew what was going on at this point, bro. My head was so fucking lumped up. Like, that's why I can't, Hey, I'm getting so, I'm a cool guy. I can flip that switch and kill a motherfucker like that. And, and as I get older, not that much shit gets me that irate anymore besides bad driving, going to Walmart. Right. But fucking <laughs> sometimes you know, like my ex-wife, but, uh, <laughs> like just talking about this shit with you right now, I'm serious, but I'm joking about it. But I'm also like my hair standing up, and I'm so fucking hot. Like if I seen that motherfucker, I'll rip his face off, bro. I'll rip his face off for what he did, because he put me in a vulnerable position and put me in a really bad spot because he don't know what the fuck he's doing. Goes back to motherfuckers who have no idea what they're doing and talking about wrestling and being in the business and all that bullshit, you know. And then he denies it. He goes, oh, he knew that. He knew we were going to do that. What did you think was going to happen when you get chained up? Blah, blah, blah. No, motherfucker. It was one chair shot. We agreed to one chair shot. Not a fucking hit job. So, dude, I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, I'm super hot right now. Like, my fucking, my, 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 my muscles are fucking, my, my veins, everything's, 
I believe it. I've taken Bro. unprotected chair shots to the head. They do not feel good. It, your brain rattles inside your skull. It's not fun. Yes. And it, it fucked me up for a while. Like, like my fucking head was all fucked up for a while. And he uh, gave me like bad headaches and the fucking worst concussion I ever had. So, um, and, and it actually, that, that incident led me to more concussions because I was vulnerable to a lot more concussions because I was so sensitive after that. You know, it took a while to fucking recover. But I was young, thank God. Uh, thank God I was young when that happened. But yeah, so that's what the fuck happened. And, uh, you know, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of fucking shit. And if I see him, bro, I'm telling you now. Don't don't say it. You're 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 on you're on a recording. Don't 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 say it. I don't care. I'm telling you right now. Look, bro. I I I'm not saying this to take a shot at Messiah. I'm not Messiah. We all know what Rob did to Messiah. You know what he had done to Messiah. So when he got his thumb cut off, I ain't fucking Messiah. If I see this dude, I'm going in. I'll take my charge. You want to call the cops on me? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna fuck you up. So that 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 could be on recording. (laughs) <laughs> nah, though, you ain't you ain't gonna fuck with my life and do that shit and just get by, you know. Fuck yeah, that. that's. But, and to be yeah, honest, I don't think about it that much anymore, though, because I never thought I'd see the dude again. Because the dude, you know, I said like, if I ever see him again, it'd be by chance, and it'd just be luck's in my favor because I ain't supposed to see him, and I get my redemption because I go fuck this motherfucker up. But nowadays, I'm like, well, he pops up out the woodwork. Like, this dude don't know nothing about wrestling. This dude don't, shouldn't be running no fucking show. You know, this guy fucking, what, because he had a little money? That's the thing I hate about wrestling, bro. Just because you got money, you can get in the business. You know? It ain't your promoter. And people are like, oh, yeah, I'll go work for this dude. He's paying money. Look. And then, you know, then you're doing some dumb shit. So. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, it's too easy to become a wrestling promoter. That's <laughs> it, too easy, bro. Way too I easy, mean, bro. Yeah, hey, you, that, ain't that's part of it. you ain't gotta have money. You just gotta have the fucking Facebook and tell people you're booking a show, and then uh, motherfucker be like, "Yeah, I'll come work for you." Well, you gotta you gotta have money. To me, unless something's changed, and you can educate me on this as far as the commission goes in Louisiana, you gotta have money. Uh, to me, the, you gotta have money. Louisiana, I'm not, I'm not talking about Texas, Texas, Florida. Oh, just, yeah, anybody because you, you don't have a commission. Yeah, you could just run a show. You could you could run. You, you got a building. All my friend owns this building. Or I'm or I'm gonna put a show on in this field right here. Nobody can stop me. You know what I mean? Like. I'm gonna tell 50 people to come out to the field, and me and my friends are gonna play wrestler. In a fucking middle of the field, you see it all the time. You see it all over the internet. They buy I, a wrestling I, ring, and then they, you know, yeah. You're like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> Fuck that. I've um, I've edited out portions of the show before when I've gone on rants about the Louisiana Boxing and Wrestling Commission because I didn't want to get Harper in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But I've I've edited out stuff a few times on on the show because. Like I, I can't get him in trouble, man. You know, I mean, he's he's licensed still. I'm not even trying to get a license down there. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> I don't. I don't think a commission is a bad thing if used properly. And what I mean by properly is the commission is supposed to weed out what ain't supposed to be there. Agree. You know what I mean? I so totally like, agree. Like, I believe that. Like, I don't believe it should be a, a monetary thing. You know, that you should have to pay for all these licenses and this and that. I believe you should have to perform a series of tests and pass a test, right? Some sort of, if you're going to have a true commission, you know, I, I, I don't have an issue with the Louisiana commission. I just wish that, that, you know, I actually wish there was more commissions out there, but I wish for the right reasons, you know what I mean? To make sure people are qualified, 
because well, you know it's just it's just too easy to get in. It's just you know you you can't you can't call yourself a professional baseball player if you never played in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and, I agree. And, you know what I mean? Like wrestling, the dude bagging your groceries is going, yeah, I'm a professional wrestler, and I was like, I was that guy too. I was that guy. I was that kid, but I knew in order to be taken seriously. I had to get proper training and I had to be different and look different. And, and, you know, there's things that I learned along the way, but I always knew, I mean, that's why I left Louisiana is because I knew those guys weren't qualified for anything. I knew if I wanted to make it that I had to get proper training. So, yeah, yeah. you know, most, most people want to pretend they want to play wrestling. They don't want to be wrestling. They want to play wrestling. When I, when I, when I say things about the Louisiana boxing and wrestling commission, my, my point is, is not, I, I, I don't, think it's a problem to have a an oversight kind of board like them I, I think that can be a good thing my problem is again unless something's changed i, I think it's kind of criminal how they operate it is <laughs> um, it's criminal all the things operate. all the things yep. you you know as a promoter that you have to care for also right. not only as a promoter you have to care for but the things that you have to um the things that they can just show up to your show and basically collect a little money and, and I'm trying to be careful. I don't, I don't like I said, I ain't trying to get Wildcat in any trouble. I don't think it's right. Just how that portion of the Louisiana boxing wrestling commission operates. I think it's, I think it's foul. And, and what's funny is like, you know, when I, the first, my first license I ever got, it wasn't as bad that year. I remember having conversations with different promoters it was they started changing things around oh one and i won't say what changed specifically but there were some changes that were made that made allowed them to be able to come in to promotions that were running and let's just say take a little more money in my opinion from the promoters and again yeah. i could be speaking out of turn because it's been many years i ain't been licensed in louisiana since oh seven something like that oh eight maybe but um, it just I just saw I just don't like how they do promoters. Again, I agree with you. I don't think there's wrong with some oversight uh, because it, it keeps the, the, the outlaw mud show idiots out of things. But I don't like right. how they could just show up to your around. promotion. You know, you've done all this promotion, right? You've, you've put together a card. You've spent a lot of money. And, you know, you got I'm just making this up. 800 people show up because 800 people show up. They're paid. There's a certain amount of that that they gonna just be like, all right, that's us, that's ours. Like, bro, you yeah, ain't do I no work. Yeah, they, I, I, that's why I think it's bullshit. I don't think they should get any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like that. That's right. where a license, uh, uh, you know, a license and everything. I, I'm not even against any of that. But like again, yeah. I think you should pass a series string of tests. I don't think they should be getting anything from the gate. I don't think they should have a million restrictions on things. But here's here's the one good thing that you could say about it is. They're not showing favoritism. You know what I mean? It's not like they make one person do it and then the other person can't can't do it. Yeah, you know, that's they, a good point. They, it, it's a it's across the board. Yeah. So so um, you know, do do they make more money off of Wildcat Sports than any other promotion in Louisiana? You fucking right to do. But there's a reason for that. Because we are the quality promotion. We're the ones who draw, we're the ones who put on the you know, the most events that that they had the largest capacity crowds and all that stuff, you know. There's companies that might run once a month or twice a month, you know, whatever it is, but you know, they're drawing fifty people. So they're not you know what I mean, it's not it's not adding up. 
So yeah. it's like it's not like they're getting any special treatment. They can, so that way they can run more than us. I don't run more shows because you know I want I, I want to put the most I can into a show. You know I don't want to run a show just to run a show so my guys can just wrestle. We do that. At, and we got we got this thing called training where we practice and we have matches and these guys wrestle each other when they when they're coming up and they're training. You know, so we're not we're not learning on the job. I mean, you always learn on the job, but you know what I mean. You know? No, I know. No, guys, when you say yeah, guys, you're learning. Yeah, you you get trained, guys, but then you're when you're whenever you're in front of a crowd. I mean, that is a form of learning because you know when you're in school, when you're school, when you're training, yeah. that's one thing. There's no crowd there. Something happens, you you stop, or you know you you decide to yell at your kids. That's one thing. But yeah, when you're in the middle of a crowd, you got to just keep going, dude. If there's a flu- you know, if there's a mess up, it's not well. Let's yeah. just stop and talk about it. It's Okay. If you get roll hurt, with the punches. If you get hurt or you get anything, you know, that's just like a not, not death defined injury, but but like if you you know you, you sprain your knee or you do something like you gotta keep going, you gotta figure it out. Fuck, I just fucked my arm up. How the fuck am I pulling this off? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mom. Yeah. That's remember, that and that's what I, I meant. I, I was wrestling Bob Holly in England. And uh and uh Bob said, Hey, uh he told me this. I'm, I'm breaking the wall a little bit here. But uh he Bob told me, he said, Hey. My shoulders, my left shoulder is real bad. I can't lift my arm. Like, he couldn't lift his arm up there. He can lift it up about six inches. And he goes, anything above that fucking kills me, right? So we in the middle of the match. And, like, I remember that his arm was fucked up. So I'm trying not to fucking, you know, I'm trying to work around and be the best I can. In the middle of the match, we in the middle of a spot, bro. And, like, his arm was there. And I didn't even think, bro. I just grabbed that bitch and I raced it. I raced it off, bro. That motherfucker screamed. And I was like, oh, shit, y'all. I forgot about y'all being all fucked up, bro. I thought I killed that motherfucker, bro. I was so, uh, I was like, damn. Damn, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You know, it's like, I didn't, I didn't mean to hurt him more. But it's just, it was. Yeah, it's one of those bro, things. But I grabbed that motherfucker's wrist and I wrenched it and did a spin around on it. And fucking, oh, my God. I, I, <laughs> I thought I told that bitch right off the socket, bro. No, just tell the truth. You were getting Bob back from that time in Mobile when he chopped the piss oh, yeah. out of you sixty times. Yeah, yeah, it was payback. It was payback. Yeah, I know, I know. So hey, no. I got, I got, I got him back on other occasions for that one. <laughs> I remember seeing that was on YouTube. I wasn't there that night. It was on YouTube. I remember at some point. I remember seeing video of it. I was like, Jesus Christ! Uh, that, hey, well, he he laid fun. into you. I know, I it know, was I easy, know. Though. It was easy. It was not easy. You know what I'm saying? It's just tough. Guys aren't tough. So they can't take that. They were so scared of me, you know. I mean, but he was a bad motherfucker. And he was intimidating, and he he'd be he'd be right in your face. I read I read a quote earlier. It was so funny. Speaking of Bob, I was on Instagram. And somebody had like a little meme put up, and they said this is one of my favorite stories. It said backstage, the writers has told the boys, the office told the boys, hey, if you got any ideas, you know, tell us, and you know, we're open to suggestions, and we'd love to hear if you guys have any ideas, right? So Bob goes, I got an idea. And they said, okay, what is it? He goes, how about you put the belt on me? And they went, and then what? And he goes, and then I beat everybody. <laughs> and, that was, and that was it. <laughs> and then I just beat everybody. Oh, bro. I was like, that's fucking great. Oh, I remember. The, let me tell you. Uh, I remember when you booked Danny Flamingo with Bob Holly. And I was like. I kept fucking with Devin. I was like, "You're gonna die tonight, dude!" Like, oh yeah, I wasn't there that night, but I kept de- I kept texting. I was like, "You're gonna die. He's gonna kill you." Thoughts and prayers, bro. <laughs> like, kept messing with him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't know if he. Uh, if he laid into Devin, but 
I don't know if that was one of the Shamrock shows or what, but I remember didn't didn't you book them against each other? I think that was Grace. I mean, no, okay, I think that was probably Mike Grace King. Okay, maybe I couldn't remember. I but you did book them on a show, and my point was I I like fucking with Devin, man. I I always tell him, you know, you're gonna die tonight, man. The, the Sabu's gonna kill you that night. He works Sabu. I was like, uh, Bob like, Holly's gonna kill it's you. Not, it's not that he's unsafe. It's not that Bob's unsafe. He's just a machine. He goes and he lays everything in. And he hits. I mean, there's a lot of guys like that, right? But Bob, I agree. Bob Bob doesn't believe in taking a day off. So Bob's gonna work a hundred percent. You know, even when he's hurt. He's gonna work 100 percent to yep. his abilities. Like he's never, and, and and if he can't, if he can't be 100 percent, he doesn't want to do it. You know. I mean, for uh, anybody out there just, who's only seen Bob Holly like do enhancement talent matches and whatnot, if you ever see him actually like work a match, match, not that enhancement talent match is not a match, but he can yeah. go and and like you said, it's not that he's reckless or dangerous. He just lays it in, and he, it looks. And the thing is, when I say lays it in. It's good because you believe it. You believe what's happening yeah. in that ring. Right. And that and I, I think that's how that's my preferred style of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like I so it was cool because like you don't know these things until you work with these guys. Cause I work with guys that laid it in and looks like shit and it and, and, and it hurt and like and it hurts you like seriously because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And then you got a guy like Bob who's gonna beat the piss out you, but you're gonna walk away from it. You're just gonna be sore, you right. know what I mean? And and he doesn't mind giving it back, and I like that because that's that's that 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 tends to be more of my style. I like to say, but 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 I had to learn that as I got older because you know at first I was a high flyer, and then you work with these guys who don't know the fucking head from the ass, and you just you know it's not meaningful, you know, or you got these hokey punches, and you just kind of like, oh well, it's hokey punch, it's wrestling, everybody knows it's fake, and it's like well. That's the bad. That's the wrong attitude. The attitude is to make them believe. So you got to take it up a notch. And that's what Bob was good at. Bob was good at making things real. You know what I mean? Was he the greatest fucking talker and entertainer? No. Was he a damn motherfucking good wrestler? You bet your ass he was. Oh, man. I, I Like some of his best stuff is actually some of the stuff I've seen when he's worked with guys on independent shows where he can where he gets in there and can. And he's given a lot of time, yeah. you know, because that's the thing about TV, man. You know, you don't always get a lot of time. Well, I've seen Bob Holly on independent shows. He's phenomenal. I mean, it's like I don't you know, he's just one of those guys that will never get the credit that he deserves. Like, I think like you and I will give him credit for it. And we look right, at him and go, God, this, this right. The average fan like who Bob Holly on the dude who well, did the, job. The, no, the, like, the average fan has a different outlook on things because they're the same ones that are go like. When somebody leaves WWE, they'll be like, hey, man, why don't you wrestle anymore? Or when, when are you going to go back to WWE? Why don't you go back to WWE? And it's like, that's not how the fucking game works. And I go, oh, yeah. or if you're so good, why aren't you at WWE? That's not how the game works. You know, it doesn't work like that. And, and the same shit with, with, uh, with, with, with being the biggest star or whatever it is, you know. Like, you can work your ass. That, that's why you got to give guys like Kane the big compliments, right? Because they did so much to change his character and do this and do that. And, and, you know, no matter what they did with Kane, he always did a good job at it. They threw him a fucking million curveballs and he made it work. And there's a few guys like that. But there's a few, there's a million of them who had the same shit happen to him and they failed, right? Yeah. And you, you know what's funny? A guy like Kane, from I've never met him. I'm told he's like one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, too. 
Yeah, uh, I'm not close to him, but I've, I've met him a million times. I've been around him a bunch, and he's a sweetheart. Always a yeah. really nice guy. Everybody says that about him. Like, just, just, uh, um, you know, um, Tyrone Evans, um, he was yeah. he was talking to me about Kane, you know, when he was in WWE. He's like, he's a like, dude. Kane is like one. He's like, well, you called him Glenn, obviously. But he's like, he's like, he's yeah. he's the nicest dude you will ever meet. He's like one of the dude. He's a dude in wrestling that you'll never hear anybody say bad, a bad thing about. Like he's not a dick. He's just he's just a good human being. Like that was his exact words to me about it. And everybody, I mean, like even people who don't get along with each other, when they talk about Kane, they're like. Oh God, just great human being. Just just a wonderful man. Um, so yeah, and that goes to show you, like, he's a good dude and he took everything and made it work. So yeah. it's like the universe was 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 in his favor. But yeah. Um, hey, one other thing before we wrap up, because I'm yeah, man, I'm getting exhausted now. I'm I've been doing this for a while hey, tonight. We're, we're- I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. No, no, we're good, man. I'm, I'm glad we got to do this tonight, man, because we were talking about we, everybody who doesn't know we, we were, were texting like two, months, two or three months. Yeah. We were t- and then we were texting. I knew Luke was getting ready to leave to go to Australia uh, for for what he's got going on. And then it just was like, okay, well, there's 16 hour schedule, difference. We can so. never, yeah, we can never line up schedules. It literally took two or three months for us to get this going. So I mean, it yep. is what it is. But I'm, I'm glad to be on. Uh, so real quick, you're uh, uh, you know you, you mentioned you're in Australia because you told us about your grocery trip and your subway at twenty eight dollars of uh of Australian money. But uh, can you you post a little something on social media, but I'll let you talk about it, uh, what you're doing in Australia and maybe uh, shed some light on it, at least what you can say at the moment. Holy shit. I would I say that, but I, I'm going to get into it. But I want to just scroll down and I want to tell you that I just seen that William Regal has been released by WWE. I saw that right before we started. I, I didn't bring it up that, on purpose. I did not expect that. Wow. That's that's that's. Um, uh, that dude that's, that's is not good. He, all his knowledge and he got released. I'm like, yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would they do that? I mean, look, <sighs> it didn't make sense when they released Fred Finley or Arn Anderson or any of those guys. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a guy, God, why would you do that though, God? He has so much to offer. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to scoop it. I mean, it's not like he won't be without a job. You know, let's be honest. Like, he, right. bit, like everybody's going to chomp at the bits to get at him because, I mean, he's one of the best in the game. So, uh, but yeah, Australia, uh, I'm filming out here. So yeah, I can't say the project cause I, I'm under, um, a non, uh, fucking disclosure with the, with the, with the, uh, production company where we we're not allowed to say what we're doing until they announce it, but, uh, it's the biggest gig of my career. It's the biggest acting job of my career. And, uh, it's great, man. I'm really excited to be here. It's something that's potentially really long-term, um, so just gotta, you know, this is my first time out here. I don't know anybody here. I don't know. I've never worked with this production company before, or this crew before. So uh, I get to meet everybody. I, I'm, I'm the only one here right now. Some of the other actors are flying in tomorrow, I believe. So I'll meet some of those guys, um, and then we'll just be chilling. Uh, we'll be chilling for a little bit until, until you know production starts up. But yeah, it's it's cool, man. I, I got a really big opportunity ahead of me. And then as soon as I finish with this, I go back into season two of Heels in Atlanta. And that's what I'm working with, man. I got a lot of, I just finished a few other film projects and then obviously a bunch of wrestling too. We just got the NWA stuff. NWA's hot and kicking right now. And we got a lot of, dude, NWA's got a new deal. I don't know if you've seen it today. $49.99 um, for the year. And, and you get all the pay-per-views and early access to power and everything else. Dude, you can't, you can't beat that. That's, that's super cheap, dude. That's 50 bucks. And you get every pay-per-view they have. 
which is awesome. They, and, you know, they put on a lot of great content. Uh, I'm, you guys talk about NWA a lot, huh, do you? Yeah, yeah. So, like, well, well, I don't – Harper, Doc, and I don't cover it, but uh, Half Pint and Sparks, who – Sparks goes to a lot yeah. of your Wildcat shows. They yeah, I'll, I'll, they do I'll, an I'll NWA Power Pint Show. The yeah, they do they okay. they do they do the NWA Power Show on the Patreon feed, and, and um, they, they talk a lot about it. They, you know, obviously speak – uh, glowingly about you and PJ, but um, yeah, yeah. I did. I didn't see that announcement with the forty nine ninety five. I saw something about NWA going back to YouTube for free. Yeah, so, I so saw that, but I didn't see the the power's gonna be back on YouTube. But they made a new deal with Fight TV, and it's forty nine ninety nine for the year. You get all the NWA pay per views, and you get early access to the power episodes plus everything else. So and they'll be cool. throwing in added bonuses and specials here and there too. So I mean, it's fifty bucks for a year. You can't beat that. That's a great price to support wrestling and support a good thing. I think, I, I, you know, I, I think that uh, if you're a wrestling fan and you don't jump on that, I mean, most people pay $50 for a pay-per-view. You know, it's not yeah. like they're, they're putting out very high-quality events, dude. They got some really talented guys, and they got a really stacked locker room, it's, and, and it's growing. It's big. I mean, it, to be honest, there's too many of us there. There's, there's a lot of us there. But, you know, they shoot so much. They're shooting power. They're shooting the new show, NWA USA. They got the pay-per-views. They got the woman stuff. They got the, the the women. The empowerment pay per view that Mickey James did was one of the greatest things I ever seen. Like that was such a solid pay per view and such solid matches from the women. They really, really killed it, man. They held their own. So and and, and they did it the night before our pay per view. So we had, <laughs> bruh, we had a lot to live up to. Yeah, look, anything that what I like about the NWA is again, I don't like everything that every promotion does, but. Uh, it's got an old school territory feel to it um, with the with the production. I mean, like it's not the glitz and glamour, but I don't like glitz right, and yeah. glamour. That was one of the things I liked about ROH. Like I felt like I was watching almost a grungy type, you know, old school type wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, you got the you got the flips and dives. I'm not saying that that's not there, but it's that old school look to it. And I had just did a watch along with uh, Dr. Blassie, who is a patron of our show to trevor murdoch and uh nick aldis the 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 heavyweight title fight and um it was fun man it, it definitely was old school like there's no other way to say it so hey look nwa power i'm i'm all for the nwa and what they're doing i'm glad they're giving you know perry a, a, an opportunity it's good you know just think luke if you were you know when you were his age to have the opportunities he's getting <laughs> um the business is different though, right? It's it's not the same. Like you got opportunities, I'm not saying that, but it's it's totally different than than when you were his age. So no, that's good, man. And I'm glad the NWA is doing that. That forty nine ninety five price point for a year is nothing. I mean, uh whatchamacallit, uh, ROH was I think a hundred bucks, one twenty a year. So and, and don't get me wrong, there was there was quality stuff that they were doing at the time with uh Honor Club, but no, that's good. I did not know that. So good to know. So you actually one other thing too before before I let you go, you hit on it. I was gonna ask you about heels season two. Um so I don't know when y'all are gonna start taping it and filming it, but ha- have they even announced when when it would drop, like season two? No, I mean I'm assuming that um you know, we debuted in August season one. So, you know, they never really change the schedule when the shows debut. So I assume that um, season two would debut in August as well. Okay. So we start shooting in the spring. Um, right now we're scheduled to shoot in the spring <clears throat> and we'll run, we'll run throughout the summer. And then, you know, like I said, the, the, the first episode should drop in mid August, like it did this uh, season. And, and, and look, man, 
if you haven't watched Feels, the first three episodes are free on YouTube. Just Heels Stars, H-E-E-L-S Stars, S-T-A-R-Z. I'm spelling that because just to challenge myself because I went to public school, but I know a lot of other <laughs> motherfuckers went to public school too, so I'm going to help out and, uh, you know, write that shit down, go to YouTube, watch the first three episodes of Heels Stars free on YouTube. If you like them, please just get a little trial membership to Stars. And, and, and when you sign up, tell them the reason you're signing up. It's, just, you know... If you don't like it, fuck. If you don't like the Stars Network, cancel after you watch the episode. You know, but but do whatever. But just say you you you're getting Stars to watch Heels and and watch the remaining four episodes. You would not be disappointed. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the remaining uh, five episodes is eight episodes. They're an hour long each, and it's a really really good show. It's a fantastic drama. We all put our heart and souls into it, and the product was just phenomenal. And you have some heavy, heavy hitters in it. Along, I mean, from top to bottom, just not not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera too. I mean, Pete, Peter Seagal is our director, and if you know who Peter Seagal is, he's one of the biggest directors in Hollywood. Okay, he did Naked Gun, The Longest Yard, um, Water Boy, uh, Fifty First Dates. You know, he did so many movies that he that he did, bro. You know, everything he's touched is, is a major blockbuster. So um, please check out Heel Stars. Check it out. We're getting ready to shoot season two. I'm so freaking pumped because it was the most meaningful project and most meaningful thing work-wise that I've ever done in my life. I loved it. The cast was great. Everybody showed a ton of respect to wrestling. And it really does show you, you know, what I like to say, take me. What it's basically about, even even the production company and star, the network stars said, look, you, you should say this when you're in interviews because it's real. The life of Jack Spade is your life. You know what I mean? Like, so if I was to describe my life outside of the movie business with just with wrestling, you know what I mean? You'll see what I go through living through the world in the eyes of Jack Spade, especially episode six, man. When he, you know, like when yeah. they start talking about family and relationship and all that shit and like, uh. You know, it, like it really shows the ins and outs of running a, a wrestling company and trying to, you know, do what's best for your guys. Not always yourself, but for your guys and how people misconceive what, what you're doing. And, you know, and everybody thinks they should be at the top of the game. And everybody thinks they should be champion or the main event. You know, it, it's, it gets into everything, bro. It's a really, really well done series. Please check it out. I promise you. You know, and it might take you a little bit to get started on it because, yeah, you know, like, and especially if you're a wrestling fan, because the first episode is called K-Fame, right? And then they start talking about it, So it kind of turns some people off, especially in their business or if you've been around it, it kind of turns them off a little bit because they're like, oh, they're talking to us like they're dumb. And they're and it's like, no, this show is not just made for you. It's made for people that aren't wrestling fans as well. And they want to kind of give them a little insight so they know what we're talking about with terminology and things like that. So it's not it's not like it's going completely behind the scenes, but it does want to give you some insight on behind the scenes without, you know, the yeah. action in the front. I, I, I like here's the best way to put it. I think it's it's they they made it for basically or, or, or catered it to a more mainstream audience rather than just yes. a wrestling fan. Wrestling so because they, so they, they the, think the wrestling fans are coming anyway, right? Their, their, their yeah. perception is wrestling fans are going to watch it anyway. We want to watch. We, 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 we want that larger audience, which is not wrestling fans. So we need them to give it a shot. 
And I think some of our BTT listeners, like they even had mentioned like the whole, you know, insider terminology, kind of maybe a bit, a little bit of a turnoff. And, and I, I, I can, I can agree. I can see why someone who is a wrestling fan, it's kind of dumbed down, but remember, and I mean, and I kind of saw it too, but it's not just that it's, they're saying it, they're saying those things because they're catering to the larger audience of entertainment and not just wrestling fans. And I think that's right. the mentality you have to have when you, when you look at it and watch it, I, I freaking loved it. And I'm not just saying that because of you, I like series that are like drama series like that. And it, to me, it's, it's a drama, but it's about pro wrestling. It, 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 it's a drama and it has everything. Yeah. It, has, it has sex. It has comedy. It has right. action. It has drama. You know what I mean? It's got, it's got everything you want wrapped inside it. Yeah, it starts off slow, but like it to me, it it builds in in it took me a couple episodes to really all right get down into it. But then like once you, it's like kind of like any series, you got to have some patience because you got to see the characters yeah. develop. You got to get invested in it. It's just like wrestling, actually, in that perspective. You got to get invested in the storyline. You got to get invested in that actual person. And then once you like get to that point you then really start to to get into it. And I, I told you that I, I, I loved it. Um, all the episodes are still on my DVR right now, actually, because <laughs> I haven't deleted them yet, but uh, I loved yeah. it. I, I actually tweeted out to, to heel stars, the director, I, I tweeted my, look, this was before we knew there was going to be a season two. I was like, y'all got to bring this thing back. Y'all got to run it back. I need a season two to see more of this, but it was good, man. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I definitely look forward to season two. Definitely look forward yeah, to season I think two. There's two slow episodes, but they're slow for a reason. And I think it's I think it's one and six, I think, are the slow episodes. But one one really picks up, especially towards the middle and end. And uh so so you just gotta get through like that first half. It's not bad. It's just like I said, if you're in the wrestling business, you think they're talking dumb to you because they're explaining right. things or breaking things down, you know. So yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. I know what the, you know, so so you get past that, it really starts picking up and then you know, at the at the end of fucking episode one, you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You're like, oh shit, I gotta see what happens episode two. But yeah. then uh I think episode six is the other slow episode, but it's real it's a real meaningful episode. You know what I mean? It's really, really meaningful. And that's why I said yeah. like if you're gonna watch an episode and like if you people don't give a fuck about me, but if you did give a fuck about me and you wanted to see what my life is like, I'm Jack Spade in episode six, bro. Yeah, you and you. I think you said that last time you were on the show, but I believe it. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's it's awesome, man. Like I said, it's a good show. No, I ain't just saying it to 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 toot your horn. It's good. It's good stuff. And I think everybody listening to this needs to check it out if they haven't done so. Look, like like Luke said, you can you can watch the first few episodes on YouTube for free, uh, and then you can get a free trial for Heels Stars on the the app. So you can go there and. You can watch it. You can do the free trial. And look, I think you'll like it. Do it. Uh, help the man out, man. They, they. What do you think? I'm, what do you think Darren thinks about heels? You think Darren's even watched heels? I don't even. Know okay, so I have. I don't know if we talked about it. As you ask, as we, you say that, you and I haven't had this discussion. I, I mean, I'm guessing you don't even know if he's watched it. I bet I he, he hasn't watch watched it. it. Okay. I think he did watch it because. I, I, he watched one episode at my house. I don't remember which one it was. When uh, okay. it was probably the second. It was the second episode. He watched the second episode at my house. Um, I don't know anything after that, but he never talks about it. 
he's never really talked about it. So I wonder, you know, it's like weird because you would think like like he would be excited about that because it was so good and so up his alley. But at the same time, there's also that that kind of I know we're getting off on another tangent and ranting on and shit. And we're taking the time, uh, <laughs> but, okay. but but I wonder if it's almost like a, oh like he just sometimes it's hard to see your friends in those roles and in spots because you just look at them as your friend, you know. So I wonder if he watches that and he's just like, eh, it's hard for him to test you because he just knows me as me and he can't take me as those characters and, and the pro- you know, work I've done, you know? I, I don't know. I just, I'm curious about that. That's probably, I mean, no, there could be something to it. And then, you know, once you know somebody personally, that's the thing about, I think, I think everyone, and you know far more celebrities than I do. Um, that's the one thing about when you, get to know a quote-unquote celebrity is you know the average person i think they forget that a celebrity is just another human being right like you, and they you, fall in love with these characters they fall in love with the character and or they fall in love with the person that they see doing the media appearances right. all those things but at the end of the day that person that you got to know watching them on television that's not that person like right you know, you forget that that is a human being behind that persona, the role they might play, whether it's an acting or wrestling. Um, so, like, I, I think that's part of what happens too when with celebrities and in when you, like I said, you know, far you've met far more, and actually, you hey, actually know a lot more than me. It, but I know what you mean. It even fucks you on jobs. It fucks you on jobs because you can play a character so good and be so disliked by the character that you played that people dislike you in real life or don't want to hire you because you did such a good, I've seen it, bro. I'm not bullshitting yeah. you. I've seen it. And it's like, where you're yeah, you yeah, yeah. such a good fucking mean person on a show or such a yep. like, despicable person that people are like, fuck that guy. And you're like, whoa, whoa, that's the character he's playing. That's yep. not that guy. That's his character. Like, <laughs> or, or her. I've seen it, bro. I'm t- I swear to God, I've seen it. It's I believe crazy. it, man. I believe it. I do believe you can, it. I, you, I mean, you can do your job too good to where it fucks you, you know, or, or it's like, man, it's it's crazy. It's like, wait, wait, you guys are forgetting that this this is all made up. Well, and you see it too, like in different movies where you see certain actors, they're always cast the same way because it they yeah. can, it's like they get typecast. They're in that role. And now no producer you know, director can ever see him in a different role. So you always see him like playing a heel role. Like that's just yep. what they play. They're always the heel or the antagonist. If you want to use, I'll be honest. That's what I'm nervous about these TV shows. So it happens more in television shows than it does with movies. And, uh, you know, uh, I've been doing a good bit of TV shows lately and heels and like, uh, and, and so a few other ones. And like, I just, I'm like, man, I hope, uh, I mean, I'm going to go do a good job, right? I'm going to kill it. I I'm, I think I'm a pretty decent fucking actor, and I, I work really hard at it. And I, I've been uh, lucky enough. You know, I'm not a world-renowned actor by any means, but I just, I just I take it seriously, right? And I really want to do a good job. So I'm just not out there just doing whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing. I'm doing other things. But I, I hope that that my characters – I mean, I want that role, right? And I want that, that – I want either to be liked or hated for that role – but I just hope that that people don't get so caught up in those roles. I'm thinking way down the line, right? I just don't yeah. want to. I don't want those roles to forever hinder me. It's like you know, because you're never going to see fucking like everybody thinks of uh, 
uh, Bud from fucking uh, fucking uh, Married with Children. That's Bud. Like he can't do nothing <laughs> else because he's Bud, right? You see the motherfucker, yeah. and you're like, hey, that's Bud from Married with Children. So, uh, like, I don't want to, like, although that was like, you know, he made a bazillion dollars off that in his life. And at the same time, like, I want to make the money too, but I, I hope that I can continue to just do pro- other projects and be versatile in what I do. I, I I I can definitely understand where you're coming from when you say that because you're right. People they get they get pigeonholed into they they were so good at what they did that all of a sudden now like every director and producer sees them as that like person. I mean, you see it. So yeah, yeah. I even seen it. Like I I love The Office, so when I see Jim from The Office play uh, in uh, a few movies like like the 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 action movies and shit, like it was hard for me to buy because I just seen him as Jim from The Office. <laughs> you know, and it's not that he did a terrible job. He did a good job in those films. Like he, the one that he wrote and directed with the, uh, where they can't make any noise. I forget the name of it. And then like, uh, in, uh the other movie he did the, 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 where he was like a military guy, but I don't remember the name of those either. Too many concussions. Thanks for all black. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was like, I'm like, I'm like, man, he's doing such a great job, but I just still see him as Jim from the office. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. It's, 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 there's definitely something to that. There's definitely something to that. All right, man. Well, you got to plug anything else before we wrap this up and uh, go nah, on? No, I ain't even going to tell you what my Instagram and my Twitter and all that is. Y'all should know it by now. So, uh, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Go ahead and give it out. I mean, you know, I'm sure you got. Uh, all right, all right, all right. It's Luke, it's Luke Hawks, H-A-W-X. It's Luke Hawks 504 and everything. Hit me up. Follow me. Talk to me. Talk some shit. Send me some love. Tell me how great I am or tell me how much I suck. Either way, just just, just talk to me. I'm a, look, I'm a boring person. I ain't got no friends. You know, Mike's my only friend. He's nice enough to have me on this podcast every now and then. Just send me a little message and say, hey, kid, you're doing all right. <laughs> you know, I've been doing the chair for 25 years. I That's mean, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about Bruno. Talk about you right there. He's known me so long he's not talking to me right now. <laughs> you know I mean? you know, you know, I've been on the championship. That that that's that's fantastic. So anybody who's wondering why, again, we we we're gonna just state it one more time. Go follow Luke Luke Hawks five hundred four um, on social media and Wildcat Sports. Oh yeah, yeah. Go to at Wildcat Sports on Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, again, the reason that the the, the reason that uh, Darren the D Man hasn't been back is uh, kind of his own doing. So don't attack me, even though he, he pissed. Big he big leagued us. He pissed Doc off. He pissed, Doc was like, no, nah, fuck that. He ain't coming back. You ain't doing nothing. He he wants to big league you after we done put in six years of work on this damn thing, almost seven years. Nah, it ain't happening. You tell the champ. I said, slow your roll, Padna, okay? I got this. Don't worry. Anyway, it was funny, man. He went, he went on a rant. Hey, and, but I agree with Doc. I'm not going to just take up for Darren because he's my friend. I love Darren. But at the same time, I know how he is. And I'm like, man, you got to like, Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> big league me. Big league me. He big league you, bro. He big league <laughs> I mean, damn, you don't even big league me. Like, you no. actually respond to my tech. No, I'm just fucking with you. But, yeah, I man, he big, he big league me, man. He, <laughs> he just pissed off. Oh, man. He's been knowing the champ for 25 years, though. Oh, oh. Yeah. he killed me when yeah. he kept saying your government name. He killed me when he kept uh, saying it on that. Hey, I told you all the story about, it's funny. I told you all the story about when he messed you Richards, right? Did I ever tell no. you that story? No. Dude, so he loves, you know, when, when Stevie was, you know, Darren's the king of podcasts. He listens to all the podcasts. This is so fucking funny. So we, uh, 
He goes, man, I would love to have lunch with C.B. Richards. You know, if you could ever set that up, I would love to meet him because I just listened to his podcast. And he's so fascinating. And he's so smart. And he's talking about conspiracy theories and all that other shit. You know, because Stevie's got several podcasts. So uh, Darren's like, I would just love to talk to him. So I said, okay, Darren, the king of marks, acts like he's not a Mark ever. So I'm not a fucking Mark Dell marks. But uh, <laughs> uh, he wants to meet Stevie. So I said, all right, Stevie's coming over. We'll go to lunch. So I set it up. I, you know, I say, look, my friend wants to meet you, blah, blah, blah. So let's go to lunch with him. So Stevie is a sport. He goes to lunch. The first thing Darren does as soon as we walk up, Stevie goes, I mean, Darren goes, how you doing, Michael? I'm Darren. I can call you Michael, right? Because Stevie's real name is Michael Manna. But right. nobody fucking calls him Michael. Nobody. I've never called him Michael. Right? Fucking. He looks at Darren. He goes, why would you call me that? Nobody calls me that. Dude, it was the, I just busted out laughing right from the get-go because he marked himself, like, off top. He fucking marked himself right off top, bro. He was like, oh, I don't know you, but let me call you by your real name to let you know that I'm an insider. You know what I mean? Bro, it was the funniest fucking thing. Ask Harper about that. It's fucking hilarious. I think now that you're telling me that, I think I think Harper may have told me that story. Not now that you're telling yeah. me. We always God. say like when we talk about that, we'll just go, Can I call you Michael? You know? <laughs> no, and, and he, like here's the thing. I was at I don't remember which Wildcat show it was that was on or was this where I'm gonna tell you the story from. I was there early and I was just sitting I was either in the I was either sitting on the floor just talking to somebody or I was I was on the stage. I don't remember which one. And Stevie Richards walked in and I actually never met him before that. Um, he walked in and, and Stevie, like for anybody who doesn't know, I, I if you, you watch Stevie, like just around folks and he's walking into the show, he's a real nice guy. Like he'll shake any, he'll literally shake your hand as he's walking in. If he walks past you, like to me, he's going to shake your hand. Anyway, he's just walking past me and he's, and he, um, he just, I was sitting down. I mean, he didn't even have to shake my hand. He's like, Hey Stevie, Mike. And I go, Mike, you know, I'll shake his hand. And then my buddy was with me. Um, that lives in New Orleans. He's not even a wrestling fan. He he introduced himself to him, and my buddy's like, "Is that somebody important?" And I'm like, "I like he's Stevie Richards," and he just he just he had no clue. But my point is that yeah. Steve is like Stevie. He seems to be like just a regular dude, nice guy. He literally walks like again. And when I say he came in, when I say he'll shake your hand, like the book, the building wasn't open. He was just getting. He was just arriving, and he happened to walk past where I was sitting. Um. Uh, going right into the locker room right right where i was sitting so yeah he's just a regular dude so it's funny when you say darren's like hey michael how are you doing like dude why would you even say that just call him stevie like he said can i I call you michael can i call you michael what the i mean bro i don't even call you by your name man i i've called you luke for like i don't now in my phone your name is in my phone i don't ask me why i have no clue why it's like that but yeah it's just insane that but look, that's Darren for you, right? That's Darren for you. That's him. Yeah. On that note, uh, we're gonna get out of here, and uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Luke Hawks to hit the tagline that Harper always hits. If you know what it is, uh, you know I mean, you know I've been knowing the champ for 25 years, but you know Harper always says book it, bitch. So go ahead and hit the line, Luke. Book it, bitch. Oh,
Show you, show you.